Hello and welcome to Cooking Your Way Through Life. Today's episode is Cooking Your Way Through Equality, and today's recipe is soul food side dishes. Cooking Your Way Through Life is a podcast combining knowledge of the kitchen and applying it to real life situations. This podcast is all about understanding techniques to make things you already know even better. Topics from traveling on a budget, setting and achieving short and long term goals, and of course, cooking. This is part two of the two part Cooking Way Through Equality episode. We're going to jump right back into the episode, right where we left off. We're going to discuss more about reparations. Also, we're going to finish our side dishes and we're going to give you some more insight on some of our struggles and what we've been through and our own experiences with equality. So get ready and jump right back into the episode. Please welcome Chef Hollywood. That leads me to my next point, though, about reparations and equality is what you just mentioned about having our own kind of um, grocery stores and stuff. And one of the things I did when I was researching this topic and talking to people is looking into how it would look if the government fully gave us back what we're owed and what we would do. And the perfect example was one of my friends is Native American. She was telling me how they went through their situation. And if you're not, if you... I don't know how, but if you're living in America, you don't realize that it was originally stolen from the Native Americans. Um, that happened. So, right. <laughs> so yes. they have their own um, pockets within America. But would we want to, as a black, as a as African American people, or black people, want to have pockets, or would we want it to be so we could be with everybody? You know, because also along with doing. The, stip- the stipulations for a lot of the Native American reparations and the they didn't call it reparations because that's admitting that you mm-hmm. did something wrong. But right. the payouts that they gave back to them from stealing their land and raping their women and doing everything was that they had to show that they had lineage to um, each and every single tribe. You have to make sure that all of your your payments to the government they were doing were like on track. And I know for us. As a society, I'm gonna call y'all a lot out there, black people. Um, a lot of y'all been claiming kids y'all ain't never had on y'all taxes. Uh, uh, a, a lot of y'all got kids that uh mm-hmm. that other uh, people claim. A lot of y'all work jobs that you don't really be paying taxes back to. And if we're getting paid from the federal government, it's gonna come through them to give us our money. So if you have been slighted on your stimulus check, just imagine if you get slighted on these trillions, as A. Larry told you. That comes down if it were to come down. Right. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so like, and that would part, that like, be- which way do you think we should go? Do you think we should go? You know, I mean, I feel like we should because a lot of people like to say, "Well, if you give black people a check, they're gonna spend it on rims, and they're, okay, and they're gonna stimulate your economy." Still, the com- economy will still be, but there's that three percent of black people who definitely want to change the world. We know if we were to get reparations, what we would do with Mm -hmm. reparations and what we would do with our money. And you have a lot of black people who have the same way of thinking. If this was given to me, this is what I'm going to do. We cannot worry about that other percentage of black people that's going to do what they do. That's them and they money. Do do you? We try to tell you what to do. Sometimes we do have to Mm -hmm. separate ourselves within our own communities 
and try and differentiate ourselves between those who choose to do what they want to do and us who choose what we think is best for our community and what we got going on. So sometimes we can't worry about what people going to do with their money and how they're going to spend it. Because you, there are people that's going to spend it on stuff that they don't need to be spending it on. But, hey, that's their money. That's what they choose to do with their money. I, right. You know, it is what it is. But we know what we would do with our money if you give it to us. If you give it to me, I'm going to show you what I'm going to do. And it's going to be done. Because the first thing I'm going to open up is a black hospital. And, and piggybacking off of what you said, mm. you know, it's kind of like that old saying, you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make them drink. So everybody ain't going to be in that top three to five to 10% that's going to open the business. It's mm-hmm. going to make sure their kids have something that's going to, you know what I'm saying? Do the right thing. There is going to be some people that are going to do what they decide to do with their money. But mm-hmm. I know like one of the stipulations that native Americans have um, with their reparations is not paying taxes. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that that would also be a good, yeah, part of like what we can do because my thing is like, amen. We're paying taxes <laughs> into a system that does not benefit us. Yes, yeah. So also, also I just want to I want to step in with the taxes thing right quick before um because even for you guys out there, you listening right now, I know that this is across the world and you might not even be black right now. America don't care what color you is at the core of it because they care about green. So we're talking about racist people and we're talking about reparations, but let me just break down. Like as me, I work on cruise ships like half of my life. And when I work on a cruise ship, I'm probably in America maybe three weeks out of the year sometimes. And I still have to pay state taxes to a state that I'm not even setting foot in because they want me to pay (laughs) for the the having the chance that I might be there to maybe do something in their state. Whereas other countries around the world don't even do that. That's correct. Like, but Amer- America no. said, no, you going to pay for the idea of being here. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, why are we paying taxes into a system that we, because, because of past presidency, he who shall not mm-hmm. be named, we, yeah, we can't get health care. Nope. He, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it, what what is the benefit of us paying taxes? Our our money is being put into police systems that are killing us. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Why? What, why? What Help we understand? Because it's not going to education. <laughs> it's not going to education. Right. It's Teachers not going aren't to being paid no. anymore. No. Teachers are. Don't even get me Girl. started. Teachers, because. Yeah. They, Before I got into psychology, I was in school to be a teacher. So, mm-hmm. yeah, dealing with people, <laughs> yeah, kids. the, the no. teaching thing. Oh, yeah, you you literally give yes. people who mold and shape your kids' minds the least amount of respect right. <laughs> exactly. in the world. Right, but then you want to hold celebrities who well, don't even we, know your kids to a standard to raise your kids exactly. with their choices. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, that's a whole nother podcast, whole nother topic about these celebrities. Okay. It's yeah, it's a whole <laughs> whole topic. Whole... <laughs> mm. We do have an episode called Um Fascinations with the Famous. If you're interested, Sugar mm. Baker Radio season yeah. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. <laughs> sure. 
But before we before we get into some more things here, let's go ahead and get our food on and popping. So these cabbages should be steaming and cooking. You should be able to smell all these amazing flavors. They're getting soft here. Mm. We're going to let them go for a little bit longer. So the idea here is that this is a new age of cooking cabbages. I know I grew up in Georgia. Ayla grew up with same hometown. So until I was 13, I didn't know that vegetables had different flavors because they all tasted like vegetables. I thought that was the flavor. So, <laughs> like, people ask me about yeah, cooking and being a chef. Like, I I just learned. Yeah, and it's just like, eventually I learned it. Like, oh, so these cabbages taste different from this, from this carrot. And then, like, collard greens actually taste. Like, so the idea here is that we are going to soften these cabbages up. But we still want texture when we eat them. We still want them to be actually texturized in our mouth. So we're just softening it up. We're not going until they are mush. We're not making mush cabbage here, people. So we want to go ahead and just get them really low, low and slow. Think about barbecue so that they kind of just melt in your mouth, but still have a slight crunch. Now, on top of that, though, we're moving on to our mac and cheese and we have our roux going. We have our noodles almost ready. So we want to get our cheese sauce together at the same time. So we're not waiting on the other. What cheeses would you ladies like in this mac and cheese today? So my rule of thumb, though, before you start, is that we use at least two cheeses. So, you know, there's no wrong answer here. I try to I try to make it work. Um, I'm a cheesy girl. Okay. Yeah. I like, cheesy. I like a lot of cheese. Okay. Um, but for my macaroni, I usually like to use a good sharp cheddar. Yes. And, um, for white cheeses, I either use, I, I love a smoked Gouda. Yes. I was just about to say. I love smoked Gouda. I'm a good girl. Good. Uh, and I love blue cheese too. Gouda, 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 Gouda. But um, uh, what was I saying? I don't even remember. I love a good uh, white American, and I like blue cheese too. Um, so Uh, let's see what else kind of cheese you can put. Havarti in there. Havarti is good. Mm -hmm. Havarti is good. I like Havarti. All right, so we Mm -hmm. if we do some sharp cheddar. Some smoked gouda and some blue. Are you guys okay with cream cheese? Oh, yes. 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 Okay. Cheese. So cheese, here's the thing. For if if you're at home and you're, you're trying to figure out how to get these cheeses together. So it, it comes down to science. I'm a super geek. I call myself a super nerdy person. So that's really another reason I got into cooking. And with something like sharp cheddar, if it is something that's been aged for a while, Imagine cooking cheddar cheese in the microwave. So when you just put sharp cheddar in the microwave, you know it it becomes very oily when it melts down. So the tighter it is and the older it is, the more it holds onto that oil, but it wants to get rid of it. So if it releases a lot of oil when we cook it down in here, we don't want an oily macaroni and cheese. So we want to kind of offset that with a creamier cheese, like the cream cheese that will absorb that oil. And then it also helps us out with the blue cheese because a lot of people like blue cheese. They don't know how to incorporate it. We want to get those blue cheese notes, but we don't want to be overpowering. So that cream cheese has more milk in it and milk coats your palate. So if you taste something spicy, that's why we tell you to drink milk. Mm-hmm. So it coats your palate and that'll cool it down. So this gives us that blue cheese flavor. And then that smoked gouda just comes in like, you know, a feature track with Nicki Minaj where it just makes it better. You know, it just give you a little spice on there and, uh, you know, just just 
increases the whole flavor of everything. Get <laughs> that little smokiness, and you know, we just we get it all together. So all four of these cheeses can work amazingly together. Now, if we were gonna go the Havarti route, I would actually omit the blue cheese. So I would just recommend using one or the other because those two don't really work that well together, but they can kind of be traded in and out and do the same thing we just talked about for the blue cheese in this recipe. So Sounds go ahead and get delicious. It. It does. All right, all right. As long delicious as it's approved by you ladies, we go ahead and get these these four cheeses. <laughs> we want to get these four cheeses in this sauce. And also we want to add some milk in here. So it's going to be a classic cheese sauce, bechamel here, five mother sauces out there. I really went to culinary school. Um, so, you know, I know these terms out here. And uh, <laughs> we're going to add in the cheeses. And then we're going to add in the fifth cheese at the end because once we make this sauce, we're going to strain these noodles off. We're going to pour our cheese sauce on top, re-season. So this is another thing, too. Like, you have to season your food the same way that you pretty much keep up with your friendships and relationships. You have to continue that communication. So you have the continuation, that seasoning, taste as you go. Once you add in more things, I just talked about how milk and dairy coats your palate. More milk and dairy you add in something, the more re-seasoning you have to do. Because it's going to diminish that flavor you already added in. So one of the key things I add in to my macaroni, and I know that it's a little controversial to the black community, is nutmeg. Nutmeg works really mm. good in macaroni and cheese, guys. If you never tried it, try it. It's a Caribbean spice. Um, I don't know how we let the white white people think make us think that it was a white spice we just talked about how they don't spice shit so <laughs> it don't even like, sound it, like a white spice like you know they love it's so many stuff. black people that be like oh you seasoned that like a white person and i'm like i'm was, not seasoning it like, like, like you got that nutmeg that nutmeg <laughs> <laughs> don't grab that nutmeg yeah they love stealing stuff it comes from the caribbean you know, like, and I, I won't say that it doesn't come from the Caribbean, but we got we got the notes in America to cook it and use it in savory dishes from the Caribbean. Dishes. Okay, mm-hmm. and so in the Caribbean, it's mm-hmm. a mixture of Black, Latino, Asian. So we have that down there, and it just gives you that. It, for me, it gives me that nuttiness in there. The nutmeg gives you like that kind of complete closure of the dish. So a little salt, pepper, nutmeg, smoked paprika go along with that smoked goo you said to put in there. And, you know, we bring this all together, you know. And then right on top of that, before we put this in the oven, because we want that cheesy bubbling, but then nice crust on top, we're going to add some Parmesan. We're going to add some green onions or scallions on there. And I know that breadcrumbs are also controversial in our black community, but if you use Italian breadcrumbs, not enough to cover the top. Mm-hmm. This is what we're not doing. We're not creating a whole top crust, top soil. No, we're not creating a crust here. <laughs> we're adding in just enough breadcrumbs that is going to absorb that loose oil that we talked about from the sharp cheddar. It's going to absorb that extra sauce there. And then it's going to give us that nice brown flaky crust to go with the parmesan so finish this sauce sprinkle this up pop this in the oven and while these two dishes finish we hop back in this thing so you guys have already dropped so many gems tonight and just your insight and intelligence on these conversations has been a breath of fresh air for me because i love talking to people that i can you know bounce stuff off of 
And we talked about reparations. We talked about equality and what types there are and everything else. Like, but as a, and you talked about this, Ayla, with how politicians give us a lot of promises, but they don't really, they don't really do anything because the job of a politician Mm -hmm. for you guys out there who don't know is your job as a politician is to get reelected. Like it's one of those things. We were talking about airplane mm-hmm. mode. A politician's job is to get reelected. Everything else is secondary. So, you know, like their job is not to make mm-hmm. our everyday better. It's to get reelected so they can get that check and stay in power. What are some ways that you guys feel in our own community? Because we need to build up the black community because we can't wait on someone to come in and build it up. But in our own community, what are some of the ways you guys think we can help each other be equal just with black men and black women so that we can also value ourselves like you've been saying all night and not worry about the white man's value on us. Um, For one, we, again, we had an episode about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, But the first thing I, I would say is getting rid of the crabs in the barrel mentality. Yep. That mm-hmm. is the primary thing that holds the black community down. Just like you're having us as guests on your podcast, we have a podcast. Most people would see that as competition. You don't, we don't, we normally don't think of somebody else in the same business, in the same field as us, as an equal. We usually see them as competition. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is part of the problem. Like, we have to get rid of the crabs in the barrel mentality. It starts with us. Like, we have to support each other, having each other's on, having each other on our own shows, using each other in business help elevate your sister. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If if you know I'm struggling in one area, tell me that. Like, so I can fix it because it's not only going to help my relationship with you, it's going to help me in future relationships. Like, that's one of the main things that I think is holding us back. It is. And it's also, too, we keep feeding into the narrative of all men ain't-ish women ain't ish. It's like a constant battle between male and black men and black women versus us really trying to understand each other and see that sometimes those little things that there's negative narratives are put out by white people to try and diminish Mm -hmm. us and make us beef with each other. And it's not about being gay, straight or anything. Men need women and women need men. Regardless, we need to start holding each other accountable, holding ourselves accountable and respecting each other, because without the black woman, without the black man, we wouldn't we wouldn't be anything. We have to learn how to equally respect each other. And as I previously stated before, like being a high value man and a high value woman, we don't fall to that narrative of all men ain't ish, all women ain't ish. People make mistakes. For what did you learn from making that mistake? Are you holding yourself accountable for what you did? And yeah, what are the yeah, things yeah. that you are doing? Only, only thing that shows that you are holding yourself accountable and being apologetic is change behavior. But if we continuously fall into the narrative of yes. diminishing our black men, diminishing our black women, and doing all these things, we're not elevating ourselves. Like we don't have anything to look up, but oh, I got it in my mind because my auntie said that all men ain't ish, but you haven't even experienced being with a man or being with a woman, whatever you choose, Mm -hmm. but you already have that negative connotation set in your spirit and set Mm -hmm. in your soul. So you're not actually 
giving a black man or black woman a chance to show you that all of us ain't like that. Like, no, it's a it's lot. Like you're blocking off your own yes, experience yes. before you even have it. Yes, before you even have it. And you're it, limiting yourself. Yes, yes, off of somebody else's pain and trauma that they haven't addressed and gone through and figured mm-hmm. out the reasoning why they have such a hatred towards black men and their own people. And we really have to start changing that narrative. The crabs in the bucket mentality is very much so real, like getting past that and, you know, just really uplifting each other, supporting each other. If it's something I know and I don't found something out with the game, I'm sharing it with everybody. Like I'm sending out text messages. I'm tweeting it. I'm like, no, why do we? That is a whole. Yes. (laughs) And I, and I think that's why we try to, especially, you know, on our podcast, Sugar Baker Radio, we try to like have guests that can help you with your credit, that's doing things in the community with young girls that is, you know what I'm saying, helping heal people. Like mm-hmm. we've had, we've had um, somebody that helped fix his credit. We had a lady that owns her own dance studio here in Tampa. Mm-hmm. We've had um, Mama Ja who does like spiritual and natural healing. Like we try to promote these things and these businesses, these people, because not all of them are local. Like not all of these people are just located in Tampa, Florida, but we try to have multiple businesses on our show so that we can like get the word out there, help promote other people's business because that's where it starts. Like Mm -hmm. we have to start supporting each other. We have to start celebrating each other. Yes. Giving, giving flowers, while people are still here it's it's also like we have to get out of that selfish mentality it's not always about what you can do for yourself it's like what can I do for somebody else because I tried it this way and it didn't work but then once I learned how to do it this way this is what worked mm-hmm. for me so why wouldn't I why wouldn't I express that knowledge and let somebody else know about what I went through because they might be going through a similar situation or the same thing. You never know. Like black people lives are connected all the time with the same experiences. Um, Why can't I share what I went through and how I got over it and how I went through it and the steps that I took to get to the level that I'm at? Why do I want to keep that to myself? Why wouldn't I want to share that with, like-minded individuals and black people in general just to have us progress as a community is mm-hmm. we we tend to keep things to ourselves because we think if I tell them then it's not gonna I'm gonna block what's going on in my life no you're actually blocking your blessings <laughs> it's like it's always been that mm-hmm. mentality at least for me growing up mm-hmm. that if you know something and you know how to do something and you're good at something or if you learn a trade or if you you know what i'm saying it's like shh mhm yeah no it's no, like, no. I, we had it in my family shit. too a little bit yeah it's like get you a job in that field but don't you tell nobody cuz if you yeah. know if you know if you let somebody know that you know how to do this they're going to always be caught like you know, and it's just like stuff like that that we have to mentalities like that that we have to get rid of. Like, it's not yeah. helping us. It's it's only hurting us. Mm-hmm. In the end. It is. And who says that what you have 
even though it might be a million of whatever idea that you have going on, but it's your idea. It's something that's different from somebody else's idea. So yeah. it will somebody will take a, a liking to it. It will pop off. Not everything is built overnight and built in one day. But I really feel that if we start connecting as a community and start sharing our ideas together and start coming together, we can eventually migrate away from having this, seeking this validation from white people. Like we try to be accepted by them. They don't want yes. us in a club. I don't want to be in a raggedy club in the first place. I don't, with your unseasoned food and your mayonnaise feel. I don't want me at. Exactly. I don't want me no. Exactly. So we have to learn how to accept ourselves and be accepting of our own God-given, natural, melanated, beautiful king, queens that we possess inside of us. Like We have to start acknowledging ourselves and accepting ourselves and not seeking acceptance from other things. I agree. Um, everything you guys said, like I totally, I totally am 100% behind. I, I feel you, Shonda, on the I have half of my family who definitely grew up like that, where just like everything has to be secretive. Like we FBI agents over here. Like I can't let people know. And (laughs) I shout out my mom all the time because my mom is one of the reasons how I am the way I am. Like she just always made sure to be my little brother. Like we don't, we don't have to give up anything by giving someone knowledge. Like knowledge is supposed to be out there. And for years and years, we didn't have the knowledge. So if we have the knowledge to share now, Mm -hmm. we should be sharing it with each other so we can all have this knowledge. Like one of my favorite things is when my friends do things that are amazing. Like it it never takes away from my shine that my friends are shining. If anything, it looks weird when none of your friends are shining. Like, cause like all y'all ain't doing what shit. What does that like, say about like, you? what's happening? Like, right, right. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna need for one of y'all to do something. That should make you feel so good. Yeah, you need some better friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's it's this weird thing, and I agree. We we just gotta change the narrative. Also, I do feel like to tag along with the crabs in a barrel, and my my older family members out there know that I tell them this all the time. Like, I wholeheartedly believe for us to move forward. We got to also break some of these things that you guys been holding on to. Mm-hmm. Like y'all can't, you can't yes. pick and choose the things you want to keep from slavery. Like you, yeah. <laughs> these same, mm-hmm. these same ideas you want for black women to, you know, just be at home having kids or men doing this. Like, no, these are, st- these are also things we need to move forward with. Mm-hmm. Like y'all, you can do anything I can do. Like we need to make sure we're moving forward within our own community. And like you said, like holding ourselves accountable and having that first so that everybody else can fall in line and they'll get it whenever they get it. And if they don't get it, it don't matter. So And and just that small little example of what you mentioned is basically like a form of gender e- inequality, like having the mindset that like women are supposed to do like gender roles. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's a outdated thing. Like, come on, we're in 2020. We, we, I, I need you to catch up with the times. Yes. Yeah. Really? So. No, it is. It's like, is that I'm not going to always be. Yeah. Cause I could go out there and chop down a tree. It might take me about two days. Right. Cause I ain't no exactly. John Henry. But, ain't no John okay. Henry. But it ain't like I've been chopping down trees all my life, but right. I could I could take a stab at it right. now. You know what I'm saying? Also, I don't I, do I don't want anybody to get that hopes up about me being a handyman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and you shouldn't expect it that. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, you shouldn't expect 
these gender roles out of your partners. It should be, if I know how to do something, let me show you. If you don't know, let me show you how to do it. Just in case I might not be here to do it. And then vice versa. And you shouldn't expect somebody to just know how to do something just off of their gender. Like, no, that's not how the world operates anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean... My daddy always said, ain't no gender in his household. It's you and your brother. One of y'all better get y'all asses out there and cut that grass. <laughs> Look, <laughs> One of y'all. My granddad, figure told, it out. <laughs> my granddad told me, I need you to make enough money to hire people because you're just not good at this. And, you know, I took that to heart. Exactly. Like, it, ain't, it ain't my passion. It ain't. God didn't call me to change oil. And it ain't because I don't want exactly. to. I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> I completely understand. I completely, well, no. Listen, I always said, especially in this pandemic, I wish I knew somebody's trade because, honey, trades Look, are making money right they now. Are. Whether it's doing hair, whether it's knitting and sewing masks, whether it's whatever, honey. like people is making money off some trades. They I are. wish I had a skill. I don't know how to do nothing. I don't know how to braid. I don't know how to sew. I don't know how to do none of that. Give me a book. I can read it. I okay. Read it. I can read out loud without stuttering. <laughs> right. <laughs> but sewing and all the other kind of stuff, that's not my calling. I, I tried and my mama said it's best you just leave that alone. Thank you. Then you move on to, do you have another, is there anything else, <laughs> else you that you could, because that anything. ain't for you. Bring, bring to the table. What's your second idea? Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that ain't, that ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't it. <laughs> And it working for you. Nah, it ain't working for you, I, I definitely think all of those, all those things that we definitely got to, we got to hold each other accountable and not taking, not accepting that holding someone accountable is calling them out. Like when I, I tell my friends something, they know that it's coming from a place of love and me wanting them to be better. Mm-hmm. And you also, when you're holding people accountable, take your feelings out of it. Like I, some of the best advice I've ever got is when you're talking to someone and you're giving them advice, you have to think about what advice you're giving them for them, not what they would do if they were you. And once I started like actively trying to do that, like I realized like, yeah, like I don't, it's no reason for me to tell my little brother to do what I'm going to do. Cause he's not going to do it. Right. It, it makes no right. sense for him to do, you know, I have to give him mm-hmm. advice for his life for him in terms that he's going to accept it. So, you know, help you out but i mean because ayla know me and my brother are like and night I and th- day it's people it's people i grew up with that didn't yes. even know we were siblings like forever like <laughs> yes you'd be like that's true because and the only reason they know y'all brother and sister because y'all look alike brother and sister brother and brother because y'all look alike yeah like, but other than that <laughs> it's night and day night and day child but I would like when but we talk to each other, we give each other advice and we talk about things, we listen and we, we understand it from each other's point of view and not just like, you know, I'm not I'm trying to not try to make him me and vice versa. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think and that's, that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. It should be a give and take type of situation. It shouldn't just be take, take, take. And it shouldn't just be give, give, give like any relationship, friendship, siblingship. Kinship, any ship. Give and take. Like it should be an equal amount of give and take. It should. It should. And we also, um, 
a lot of the older generation sometimes, I don't think they understand that because they try and give us, when we go to them for advice and some things, a lot of times they'll tell you, oh, well, just pray about it. Look, I done prayed. Jesus told me to shut the hell up and to stay in my lane. And I <laughs> be praying ain't working. I came and asked you a specific question and you telling me to pray about it? Listen, 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 Linda, listen. Let me do my Googles. Let me do my Googles because you're not trying to help me out. Use, and I, use Al Gore's I feel, internet I out like, <laughs> Okay, Al Gore's internet. Let me... <laughs> Let me cut. I and use that so much after listening to y'all show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling, I'm telling you. you. We gonna start making t-shirts with our quotes on them because they be so random. They do. Like it's I, my brain is random, but a lot of the older generations don't understand. Like it's a different day and time. It's not no. I get a job, mm-hmm. get paid this amount of money, and I can buy a house, car, all this kind of stuff, vacation. No, I get a job. This this job, this first job just pay my rent. My second job pay the utilities. My third job can pay for food, and then I still get another side hustle so I can enjoy my life. <laughs> and it's not the same anymore. A college degree is a high school diploma now. It doesn't get you anywhere in the door. You have to go master's and beyond. And still, even with master's, because I know people with master's degrees that are working at chain stores and department stores making less money. So it's like, what 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 has changed from the boomer generation until now? A lot of things have changed. A lot. So sometimes you can't you, you can't always rely on that pray it out method. And I feel like now our generation, we're starting to come up with answers to these questions that people have that are asking. And we have to have an open mindset to when people have a question to sit back, like you said, listen to them. It's a give and take relationship. We can't just say, oh, we'll just pray about it. You know what I'm saying? No. They not standing for it no more. I need an answer. I need something I can do because it's getting rough out here. It's getting rough. You know, it's hard out here for a pill. You know. (laughs) 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 My therapist gave me some knowledge about... um, that. Actually, it it caused me to have a conversation with some of my older family members. And she basically told me and made me realize um shout out to my therapist she always pointing out shit i do uh <laughs> she basically made me realize that i was very infatuated with trauma bond like a lot of my relationships i was building a lot of the things i was like leaning towards was just i was building along that trauma and we were connecting and then one day i was telling her about I was just telling her about, you know, family, we were just talking and stuff and i realized like a lot of the older people like you're saying like i think sometimes it's a weird connection where if we don't go through some of the same trauma, exact same way they went through, they feel like something's missing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't need to go through mm-hmm. your trauma to learn from your trauma, though. Like, the, I feel like you should want me to learn from your trauma, do better than the trauma I'm going through. My kids won't have to go through and so on and so forth. And I think a lot of people hold on to that. Like, it's like a, a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but you should want me to not have to go through what you went through. Like that should be a right. want of yours. 
That is that is a thing that older generations do. It's like if you come to them for advice about a situation that they've already been through, they think you are supposed to deal with it and go through it exactly how they did. And if you don't, yeah. it's like you're disrespecting me. You're not. Yeah. Or it's like they mm-hmm. feel like, you mm-hmm. know, they know something that you don't know. So mm. and it's like, exactly. sugar, honey, boo, boo. <laughs> right. It's like, well, Granny, all I wanted was to know how you got out of, you know, that one time you had that record and then you got this good job. I just wanted to know <laughs> what how you did, you did. that. Yeah. yeah like, and all you saying is, well, you got to go through, you got to go through Jesus Christ first and <laughs> pray and tithe. Tithing <laughs> is what got me out of, out of that shit. I'm saying try to lie to me. Tithing didn't get you nothing. It got you absolutely nothing. Because if your house it's burnt down hard, the church going to be like, we'll pray about it. Okay. Right. And Look, all that that's a whole nother conversation. I might call Kirk Franklin in on that one because okay. he got a lot to talk right now. Okay. <laughs> you bitch ass. Uh, he, honey, melodies from heaven was not coming out his mouth in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Shout child. out though. Ply said that was him, y'all. That, that, that what he said. Ply said that was him. <laughs> he, did. he did. He did. He stepped up and took the blame for it. He said, did. Don't y'all do Kirk like that. That was his dog. Don't even worry about it. Don't Lord, even do it. Oh man. Well, well, coming to an end here. I don't even want the end, but we we do gotta get this food out of the oven. We gotta get this. These cabbages off the stovetop. I mean, we eventually got to get this food ready, guys. So the last and final steps is just finishing up. So for your cabbages, and I say this a lot, especially when you're cooking savory dishes, taste as you go. Like the best part about learning to cook and cooking at home is that you control it. So right now is your final time to taste these cabbages and see if they are spicy enough for you. They have enough amount of sugar in there to offset that spice. Is the vinegar too strong? If the vinegar is too strong, an easy way to do that and get rid of it is to add in a little bit of honey. So we talked about adding brown sugar in here, and that helps with the caramelization and the notes. But honey will tone down that vinegar if it's like too acidic for you. If it's not acidic enough, you can brighten it up with a little bit of fresh lemon juice. So this is when you can tweak and get those flavors exactly how you want for your macaroni and cheese. We, we pretty much done on that. You can't really tweet this no more. So we just making sure <laughs> that this comes out golden brown, nice and bubbly because you we missed that. So you didn't season on that last step. You, it's over. Okay. <laughs> but we're going to get this out and we just want to cool down the macaroni and cheese for about five to ten minutes. And that's just because when you're using cheese, so we are melting this down. It's going to be at its most vulnerable state. We pretty much turned it into liquid. We kind of want it to kind of get back into a slow solid now so that when we scoop it out all of our cheese doesn't go everywhere we want to hold on to that cheese so we have it not our plate and everything else we want we want to go ahead and get into that macaroni and we can go ahead and serve this up so before we get out of here today though i just i want to thank you ladies once again for joining me um you already talked about like uplifting each other like i i personally and i'm glad that i i surround myself people like that where if anybody on my team, anybody that I care about win, I feel like it's a win. And not in the, you know, I'm taking it from you kind of way. Just like, no, like I see you doing it. So it pushes mm-hmm. me to do it. And I love you guys' show. I love you guys as individuals. I met Shonda through the show by knowing Ayla. And I feel like I know you and I right. met you in real life. Like, 
<laughs> so I just appreciate you guys even coming on here. And I just want you to, uh, my listeners to get a chance to know you and, you know, just like get a whole nother insight over here. And before we head out, though, are there any last words you want to leave off? I know Shonda has something special that she leaves off from you guys station so go ahead and give give my listeners a little um bless them a little bit with sure some put, of a little, your put a little last little bit of seasoning on there yeah <laughs> sprinkle that little bit um so of course you know first of all thank you for having us you know we truly truly appreciate you having yeah. us um and of course we want you to come on over to the sugar baker radio side yes. I'm, definitely, I'm down i'm down to come uh, <laughs> So, um, and of course, you know, our podcast is available on all podcast platforms. Um, sh- just search Sugar Bake Her Radio, H-E-R, because we're women. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we do when we end our episodes is I just give a Shonda Sykes second, um, for one, because the name is catchy. And for two, because I'm a psychology major and I'm almost done. Woo-woo. So Woo. I just kind of throw out little tips every now and then that I feel like are small steps to helping people ultimately become a better version of themselves. Um, So, and I try to make every psych second relative to whatever we're talking about. So I have a little quote that's from Albert Einstein. It just says, before God, we are all equally wise and equally foolish. And I think that's very relative to this topic because, you know, we're just as foolish as, we're going to continue to be just as foolish if we don't elevate each other, if we don't support each other, if we don't respect each other, if we don't get rid of the crabs in the barrel mentality. So this, mm-hmm. you know, little little piece of, you know, side, eat that with your little cabbage. Now I got something for the macaroni. <laughs> and you know, okay, so- <laughs> and you put on foolish by Ashanti, so you learn not to be a foolish. Exactly. Baby, why you hurt me? Hey. Right. Okay. Um, so <laughs> for my Shonda Sykes second, I just have uh, every inequality deserves a fight. So find yours. So whatever mm. inequality that you are facing, whether it be gender equality, economic equality, uh, sexual inequality, race inequality, whichever, whatever form, don't give up your fight. It, it, regardless of what it is, regardless of how tiring it is, regardless of you feeling like you ain't getting nowhere with it, don't give up your fight. We see you. It's small steps is what gets you to an ultimate goal. So, you know what I'm saying? Don't give up your fight. Every inequality deserves a fight, regardless of what it is. And that's that. That's that on that. Is <laughs> it? Is it? Period. <laughs> And Ayla, any now, last words food? for my listeners out there? Okay, can I get a plate? Oh, y'all just so, want food. Okay, you know, see how y'all do? <laughs> they do. <laughs> we just want to, we just came here for the food, you know, that's it. No, we truly appreciate you for bringing us onto this show. You know, we go back like two flats on a Cadillac. You know, we go back to them days of acting foolish in class and being the only black people sometimes in these classes and still acting a fool in these classes. Uh, And, you know, I truly appreciate (laughs) Surprise! Oh, Lord. Oh, that's a whole story. I can't imagine being in school with this fool. (laughs) She would have had me in ISS every day. Listen. Crack it up. They hated us because we were we were the we were rambunctious, but we were smart. So you you can't get us out of class because we're doing our work. But oh, it's just, 
Yeah. And we would do our work ahead of time. Like, I would do my work for the whole week and just be sitting there like, so y'all still doing y'all work? All right, me and my drink are going to be over here cracking jokes. Like, <laughs> we literally had to, we went to class outside of class because we could not be still in class. Like, they didn't know what to do with us because we were so smart that we had to go to a class outside of class and played around. Like, yeah, like we need y'all going over there. Y'all need going over there. Yeah, because y- y'all doing too much. <laughs> but you know, I appreciate you. I appreciate our friendship, and I'm glad you got to meet Shonda. That's that's my better half, and we we are truly grateful for this, and we want to always continue to lift you up. And what you're doing is something great because. Being able to cook and be able to showcase your talents to other people inspires people more than what you know. I mean, people always gonna have to eat. Always and gonna have to eat. This. Listening to your podcast and it's listening to soothing. your recipes. Yeah, and it makes me feel like with these recipes coming from you as a experienced chef, mm-hmm. it makes me feel like I could get in the kitchen and yeah. whip it up and they look just as good as your pictures. Yes, it does. Yeah. That's what I want. I do. I want that to come across like, you know, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Make it sound so simple. Now I'm not at the de- the duck level. Yet, <laughs> but I'm retired. We getting there, honey. Duck, duck, we, got, we got some duck, duck recipes duck, coming out on this one. So get, Give you some, give you some chances to retry that again. <laughs> okay, yeah. go ahead. Okay, good. But it's, it's but you I, are doing something for the community that is so appreciated, and especially being a black male and being in that position of showing other black males and black females of if hey, I know him from Monroe, I could do that too. That looks real cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You never know what you run into are the people that listening or anything like that. So you are appreciated, King. You are appreciated. Uh, we truly thank you. We really do. You can check us out. Uh, Instagram, Sugar Bake Her Radio. Uh, we on Twitter. It's just Bake Radio on Twitter. Um, TikTok. Everybody got our name. Right. TikTok. Mm-hmm. We on all of it. All streaming, all streaming sites. You know, check us out. Hey. Check us out, please. <laughs> just a small town girl from I, do. I, I appreciate all the kind words and just a small town girl <laughs> I appreciate okay, the kind words I appreciate town, okay. you guys though um, and <laughs> thank you guys for coming on here and please check them out like I said follow them on all social media platforms go ahead and subscribe subscribe people subscribe to the podcast you like because even if you don't listen yes. every single week we drop an episode you get that subscription and then when we do drop you go back in you get those episodes mm-hmm. lined up so subscribe to us and rate our shows out there you know and we had go ahead and ways we have yeah merch. you guys we had all be, kinds of they be stuff. giving away stuff that y'all ain't even trying to get out here we had like, a whole free like, trip that just expired just because we couldn't give it away yes See? And I, and you know what's funny? Like, I was going to answer, but I felt like it would have been against, like, I felt like it was a conflict of interest, but I. <laughs> no, go on slide. Please. Right there. Please. Shoot. I, I gave y'all the a chance out there, the regular listeners, but next, next, look, <laughs> next time I'm going to go ahead and slide mine in because, mm-hmm. yeah, I ain't playing with y'all no more. Okay. <laughs> the premium list. Well, thank you guys once again. Um, 
You know, you can come back here every week and find an episode of Cooking Your Way Through Life. And as always, I want you guys to have an amazing day, an amazing week. And thank you guys. Have a good night. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Cooking Your Way Through Life with Chef Hollywood. <laughs>